Unexpected. Yes, sir. Well, hello. Hello. Uh, welcome to the very first episode of Two Geeks, Two Beers, and a Laptop, a podcast that aims to take random journeys into the obscure, the bizarre, and classic TV shows, films, music, just about any pop culture type things, really. I'm Tom, and with me is Morgan. Hello. Uh, we're both housemates and work colleagues, and we found that we both love a variety of iconic. And culty stuff, would you say? I'd say that's fair, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we also find that we might be massive fans of things that the other one isn't, so we're using this as kind of educatory tool uh, for everything from Never Say Never Again to The Animals of Farthing Wood, so anything. Yeah. Uh, and we'll no doubt go off on some random tangents and connections along the way with the help of Wikipedia and beer. <laughs> so we're starting today with Terrorhawks. Mm-hmm. What do you know about Terrorhawks? See, I know very little about Terrorhawks, which is weird because I, I'm a massive fan of, of Jerry Anderson <clears throat> and, and, yeah. and all his shows, so... Everything from you know, Stingray to, to Captain Scarlet. Captain Scarlet's my favourite, I think, and Thunderbirds. But then even the sort of slightly more obscure stuff like uh, Space 1999, the live action yeah. stuff, UFO, um, even Space Precinct. I remember I used to watch that when I was a kid. For some reason, Terrorhawks has completely passed me by. So I think for some reason, someone's made it so that Terrorhawks is the only one I do know enough about. Right. the others I don't know really anything which about. Is, which is, bit, what, is why in this first episode you're kind of going to be educating me on, yeah. on this, this gap in my knowledge. So I'm only really aware of Terrorhawks because we had a VHS tape in our house. Mm. I don't know where it came from, but it had about four episodes and it was just amazing. And it was just, it was very, very 80s. Mm. Uh, it's pretty much Thunderbirds in space. Yeah, so. I've seen clips and it's, it's slightly, the kind of the puppet work is slightly more yeah. uh, evolved than, than in saying like Thunderbirds or even like Captain Scarlet. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, well he called it, um, was it before it was what, Super Mario? Super, Ma- Super Marionation is, is the very grand nonsense term for the kind of the Thunder, the 60s era puppet, right. puppet work. Yeah. Whereas this is Super Macromation, <laughs> right. which is like apparently electronic marionettes. Okay. Compared to, I don't know, is it more Muppet style? It was. It was all like well, just on kind of on strings and right. stuff, and then like so you could move the, the arms and the head and that kind of thing. But the um, the the sort of facial movements were very limited. And from what I've seen of Terrorhawks, the just kind of the the clips I've seen, yeah. it seems a little more sophisticated in that way. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I think this was Jerry Anderson's last puppet show as well. Wasn't okay. It? I think, and it was set in twenty twenty, yeah. so we're nearly there. <laughs> and it's uh, about a task force that was set to protect Earth. From androids and aliens is the, the right. brief, and and this is how how little I know. Terrorhawks is the organization. That's the, those are the yeah, heroes. I, yeah, so they're um, an alien force destroyed NASA's Mars base, and okay. Earth is under threat. Um, and the Terrorhawks, just a few people, just a few of them. There's about six or seven, seven of them, uh, defending the planet from Hawknest, which is a secret base in South America. It it was kind of not as serious as Thunderbirds and say Captain Scarlet could mm. be. It had serious elements, but most of it was pretty comedic most of the time. It was led by Dr. Tiger Einstein. <laughs> Which is an amazing name. I remember you telling me that name yeah. the first time. It's incredible. Or um, John Inverdale. Whenever you see John Inverdale do 
BBC Sport yeah. or whatever it's just that's what he looks like if you want to <laughs> right. have an idea real first name unknown apparently so his real name is not Tiger no. so that's a code Ty- Tiger in, in thingies right. um, uh, so named because he is the ninth clone created by Dr. Gerhard Stein apparently that's why he's Neinstein there you go there you go um, and he's a bit of a dick <laughs> so I remember you telling me about this before that he's, he's the lead character yeah. but unlike say the Tracy brothers who are these kind of square jawed heroes he's yeah. kind of just a, a bit of a dick yeah he's just really mean to, he doesn't listen to like robots doesn't, just, he's, he's the boss and doesn't yeah. give a crap about anything and he spends a lot of his time with robots right so this yeah is, this is and the robots save the day most of the time <laughs> yes Sergeant Major I wanted to see you today you disobeyed an order you started to think for yourself Well, I've got news for you. You are a machine. You are nothing. You are zero. You are absolute zero. Zilch. Get it? Doctor. Don't doctor me. In future, if I say jump, you jump. His catchphrase is flaming thunderbolts. Itself amazing. Flaming thunderbolts. Didn't expect you, sir. That's obvious. What do you think you're playing at, Zero? I was playing your video games. Get out of there. What's the matter? I come in here and what do I find? Zero's playing my game. But if he is killed, he can be replaced within 24 hours. But only nine times, presumably. Well, Um, so so he's the ninth... Yeah, he is the ninth clone. Right, so he's died eight times. But it says that he's, he's one of nine, so maybe he's the ninth and they're going backwards. Well, this is the thing that always bugs me about as well about Captain Scarlet was this idea that he's, um, they always call him Spectrum's top agent. Yeah. And like, if anything, he's Spectrum's worst agent because, <laughs> because he dies every single week. Yeah. He's terrible. He can't complete a mission without dying, whereas like Captain Blue survives every single week. Captain Blue is amazing. They're all, yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're all great. Whereas Captain Scarlet's rubbish and dies every week. So for the thing, Tiger Einstein is the same. He's like the, the top Terror Hawks guy. And yet yeah. he's, he's died at least eight times that we know what was that thing you said about Captain Scarlet with the intro? It was, it was not yeah, it was, it's another. We, we yeah. I, I was watching the the introduction to Captain Scarlet, which is great if if you just watch it in isolation. It's <laughs> about really four minutes long, <laughs> but it's yeah, good. It's yeah. really like moody and dark, actually quite dark. But in it, Captain Scarlet's stood in a sort of alleyway and he gets like shot with a machine gun and he just stands there and takes it <laughs> and then shoots his his assailant. Yeah. with like takes him down with one shot. Doesn't even move. That's not how his indestructibility works within the context of the show. If you watch the show, as I say, the idea is he's he's not really indestructible in the same way that like Superman is, or yeah. in the same way that that, that intro would would suggest. He, he, it's not bullets bounce off him. It's that he he's uh, in I don't know what you would call it invincible. I guess right. he so he dies, but then he comes back to life. So what happens if his head gets blown off or something? I, do you know what? It never came just, up. It never came up. I don't know. Because you, you, you never... You never and you never see him. It's not like in, um, I don't know, like Torchwood or something, where when that, when when Captain Jack, John Barrowman, when he would die, you would actually see him like, oh, he'd right. come back to life. Okay. You never really see it. So at the end of every episode, as I recall, Captain Scarlet would just sort of die. Yeah. And then... <laughs> and that was the end. And then it would cut to... Oh, I'm back. 
you know, cut to cloud base at the end and they'd all be like toasting going well done Captain Scarlet you've saved the day again and he would just be back just send him in do all the hard stuff and then he'll be fine well that's pretty much what they, they, what they did he, they would like he'd be like oh I've got to defuse this bomb if we can't defuse it send in Captain Scarlet because it doesn't matter if he gets blown up and then so he's not he, most of the time he, well yeah what's that thing I'd be brave if I was indestructible yeah well exactly, exactly. this is the thing if I was Captain Blue I'd be well pissed off because he's <laughs> I'm doing all the yeah, he's like Captain Scarlet's the best agent he's the bravest of course he's the bravest he doesn't can't die is it like that um, long-forgotten uh, American sitcom drama Now and Again that we love? It is it's a little Where bit like Now and Again. Rebuilding, someone dies and then they rebuild. Well, yeah, because another, another thing, we're going way off, off topic here, but it's still <laughs> Jerry Anderson, we're yeah. fine. But the um, the original thing in Captain Scarlet is uh, he's... The original Captain Scarlet gets killed like 10 minutes into I the first episode. I never knew that yesterday. I was yeah. baffled by that. And... Um, and so the, the Captain Scarlet, who's the lead in the show, is actually a, a, a Mr. On duplicate. Right. Who, he gets killed, or, you know, they, they, they take him down, and then, for some reason, it's not really explained in the first episode, <laughs> for some reason, that brings back the memories of the original Captain Scarlet. Right. Again, it's not, something that's not really addressed in the show, that Captain Blue, who was Captain Scarlet's best mate, he's just sort of happy to, to muddle along with this duplicate of his best mate who technically I think did actually kill his best yeah. mate but he's just like yeah I don't know if I'm happy with him <laughs> oh, you kind of like him so so it's fine well anyway back to, back to Terrell um, there's also Captain Mary Falconer right the Falconer uh, who's kind of the on off girlfriend of Einstein she looks like Kirsty Young if you need a you know, <laughs> okay. for that and now, is, she, is she quite a prominent sort of heroic character yeah I guess Tiger be careful down there. Sure. Um, she's not as cool as Kate Kestrel, who who is um, part time pop singer. <laughs> right. uh, her, her main thing is she she's I suppose she's the Beyonce of the group. Where um, she's an internationally famous pop star, but okay. then her secret job is um, the Hawkwing fighter aircraft pilot. I'd say she's very much the Hannah Montana of Terror yeah. Hawks. Yeah. <laughs> and and the great thing was every now and then she would just have weird musical interludes where she's just singing alright and now live from Anderborough Records Miss Kate Kestrel and then they released a single really there's a terrible there spin-off a, there single. was a terrible single but I don't think it really caught on sadly <laughs> see who, if I can find it who wrote it because because uh, Batman we might put this on the website but yeah. that's that's the puppet Kate Kestrel incredible okay. it's, it's kind of like a candy floss afro she's yeah. got going on there uh, it's called SOS the song is called right and that was uh, on the back cover was the real woman right it was wow. quite similar there's this quite okay. I wonder yeah. if she was based on her yeah um, well it was voiced by uh, Anne Riddler when speaking on Moya Griffiths for a singing voice right um, but yeah so the song oh, I'd love it if this is on YouTube <laughs> It is amazing. I turn my face into the wind. I feel a restless kind of motion in the way she blows. And as the final day begins, they would have advertised that at the time. Mm. Here's Kate Kestrel from Terrorhawks, but it's not actually the puppet singing. It's the it's the actress yeah. who doesn't even do her voice. She does the, the singing voice. And I think it's such a rarity that we don't even know what number that got to in the charts. <laughs> so, yeah. Are we sure it charted? Probably not. Probably I wonder. I'm just curious as to who wrote that song. Because um, Barry Gray is the guy who did most of the Jerry Anderson music, all the, all the theme tunes and stuff. And then he also wrote some of the songs. Like I think I'm pretty sure I'll check myself. I'm pretty sure he wrote, you know, Marina, Aquamarina <laughs> from uh, Stingray, and also 
actually I'm gonna, I'm gonna one of my favourite songs um, is a song called there's a really early Jerry Anderson show called um, Fireball XL5 yeah um, which is, is not really that well known it was sort of pre-Thunderbirds but the end theme is a song called I Wish I Was a Spaceman <laughs> written by Barry Gray and it's great it's like a sort of smooth 60s kind of thing. I'll just play it a little bit I wish I was a spaceman the fastest guy alive I'd fly you around the universe in Fireball XL5 way out in space together Compass of the sky My heart would be a fireball A fireball Every time I gazed into your starry eyes Okay. Yeah, that's enough of that. But why was that not a hit? That sounds like Jerry the Pacemaker. Or like, yeah, or like Perry, Perry Como or something. Yeah. It's great, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, and Barry Gray is like a real underrated musical oh. genius. You know, I don't, sadly, I don't think it was Barry Gray in this instance. Oh, well, that's probably why it didn't chart. Because <laughs> his stuff, like, he not only wrote these like great like theme tunes, yeah. like instrumental themes, he wrote these great kind of 60s style uh, like crooning probably songs as well. Yeah, I do <laughs> Look up the discography of Gary <laughs> Graham. Um, then we've got Lieutenant Hawkeye, which is mm. interesting because there's obviously Hawkeye's doing the rounds at the moment in the Avengers. The Avengers, and there's Hawkeye and MASH as yeah. well. <laughs> um, he doesn't look a million miles away from. Is there a bit of uh, J- Jeremy Renner, Renner about yeah. him? So, better character than Jeremy Renner. <laughs> Hawkeye, nobody's yeah. favourite Avenger. Yeah. All right. Stay bright. And then you've got Lieutenant Hero, mm. who is the Asian character. Right. And I have to admit. The reason this might not be televised very often is yeah. that there's a bit of racial horseplay, as lo- we say. A lot of the, um, the the early Jerry Anderson shows, as as with a lot of, you know, 60s stuff, yeah. has, has a little bit of mild racism, a little yeah. bit of mild sexism. I, 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 I spoke to, um, I did an interview with uh, Jerry Anderson's son, Jamie Anderson, who's the director of Anderson Entertainment. Yeah. He's now... Uh, runs runs all that and is kind of looking after his his father's legacy and producing new stuff and he was saying to me you know well, you know one of the most important things when you're doing new versions like for example on ICV they're doing the new Thunderbirds mm-hmm. is to yeah get rid of the old uh, <laughs> the, the, the slightly dubious uh, racial material that's in that's in some of those old shows because I won't repeat it but essentially um, Tiger Einstein, who we've already established is a bit of a prick, um, <laughs> would take the Mickey out of Hero's voice at any any point. Oh, like imitate him. Yeah, ah. and would put R's instead of L's and vice versa. Oh my god! And and okay. It, yeah. So yeah. But anyway, <laughs> that's uh, probably why I've never seen that. Might Hawks. be why it's never been repeated. They could cut out those scenes. Yeah. It looks like our first ten thirty. Exactly. Have a good fright. Um, and then we have got the Zeroids, who were the um, sort of. Uh, round robots. little spherical robots yeah, yeah. they're great um, Sergeant Major Zero was the leader and w- w- voiced by Windsor Davies of uh, Ain't Half Hot Mum phase yeah. yeah right you lot you know what they say the bigger they are the harder they fall now take up defensive position uh, well, great so, character that and something that's interesting there actually is that two of the, the lead characters are are women and we're yeah. talking about how you know the the, 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 the race yeah. thing and then the, you know sexism but actually that's quite um, I guess it is the 80s mm-hmm. but you know the, a lot of the 60s shows the women were there as like sounds weird to say like like Totty or yeah. Eye Candy they were puppets yeah. but you know what I mean I guess even Penelope I guess Lady Penelope is yeah. probably the best example but then you've got like the um, the, the angels in, in Captain yeah. Scarlet and yeah. uh, and 
obviously Mar- obviously Marina in Stingray who is a female character who doesn't speak she's yeah. literally just there for Troy Tempest to purr her on so yeah but these girls were equal I mean they're more prominent than Hawkeye and Hero so yeah. you know that's something yeah but um, the Xeroids it was great uh, the best one was called uh, it was number 18 but right. um, Major Zero kept calling him Dix Hewitt or it's supposed to be Dix, uh, D-Sweet in French oh so, I got you yeah, right, yeah. Dix Hewitt and had a handlebar moustache it, uh, <laughs> it was great um, but yeah I'm surprised we haven't talked about the intro yet we should play that really well a lot of these uh, these Jerry Anderson shows as well they had like a little not just the theme tune but like a, a little you know stand by for action yeah. or yeah. anything can happen in the next yeah. half hour and all these kind of <laughs> cool little intros as well didn't they? So here's, here's a Terrorhawks one Terrorhawks stay on this channel this is an emergency as long and epic as Captain Scarlet or Thunderbirds maybe, no but, very uh, stirring nonetheless yeah. and the thing was it came, on the VHS tape I had it started there's a thing it, was a, it must have been a production company or something called Channel 5 mm. not anything related to the Channel 5 we know now mm. but it started off with this and this it just the most awesome sci-fi uh, medley <laughs> ever it's only like 18 seconds but... okay. That's but amazing. That's like, that's like Vangelis. That's like yeah. a Blade Runner or something. But I remember when I used to play that tape, I was like, oh, I'm in for a treat here with this. Um, so yeah, so music's great. Um, and it was genuinely terrifying at times. Um, you had... Well, because I, again, I don't know much about this show, but there's the... One of the things I always uh, associate with Terrorhawks is the, the... I guess it's the main villain? Yeah. Kind of like a witch. Zelda. Zelda. This is Zelda, right? Yeah, nothing related to... The other Zelda that you might know well. No, no, the video game. Yeah, no. which totally passed me by. Yeah, she's just this. We can call her Katie Hopkins. I guess <laughs> if you keep having people that look like them. Um, she's just really over the top and really sort of guttural and horrible yeah. face and kind of uh, just like a space witch, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's her and her family are the main villains that are in it throughout, mm. um, and they're just dicks. They're just not very nice. <laughs> they're just aliens that keep wanting to conquer Earth. Yeah. So, we meet again, clone, but this time in my domain. Um, and they, yeah, they keep referring to humans as Earth scum, <laughs> Earth pukes. <laughs> pukes? Um, yeah, Earth pukes. <laughs> and her voice was uh, Denise Breyer, did it really well. Right. Um, and then she had, with her, had, I thought it was Psy Star when I'm reading it, but it's mm. Sistar. Right. It's pronounced as Sister. Yeah. Uh, Zelda, oh, okay. Zelda's sister. Uh, who's um, just bubbly and silly yeah. in, in and she just 
Her catchphrase was, I don't understand. <laughs> that was basically it. And then right. Young Star, her son, um, who's just a bit of an idiot. Like Youngster, obviously, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, he's just a bit lazy and, and cowardly. Mother, don't leave me behind. And his, his catchphrase was, great steaming lava. <laughs> this, so, this show's got some, some top-notch catchphrases. Yeah. Yeah. But then the weird one was, I, I might not have seen these episodes as much. There was uh, It Star mm. or Goy Bell or Bell Goy. Right. Since Sistar had, n- had never decided what gender this construct would be. So It Star's a baby android, mm. um, but is a clearly schizophrenic, hem- schizophrenic hermaphrodite <laughs> with two minds and voices. So, where, 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 fascinating. Where, where was this description? Clear, clear, this I think you making clear that this is Wikipedia. Wikipedia. No, yeah. Wikipedia yeah, finds yeah. it as a schizophrenic hermaphrodite. Apparently, it's ours clearly as schizophrenic <laughs> two minded voices. Uh, a, young girl, a young girl's voice went innocent, and a male voice went with a German accent and <laughs> Fuck me. This Terrifying. Is, this is quite uh, like in depth for yeah. a, a kid's a puppet show. Yeah, so maybe, yeah. maybe it didn't really appeal to kids too much. <laughs> Because it's weird, because it's kind of a kid's show. All Jay Anderson shows are, I guess. They, well, they all have that kind of but, um, adventure feel that, you know, um, adults can enjoy. But they're always essentially for kids. And I, yeah. I don't think saying it's a kid's show... Some people think that's like an insult. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, we forget the kid's shows used to be amazing. Yeah, kid, well, kid, you know, saying it's a kid's show is not in and of itself an insult. Which, mm-hmm. So I think I'm happily, I'll happily say these are kid's shows. Um, and then you've got the Monsters... I won't go through them all, but there's right. some classics. You had they're um, like henchmen. Yeah, so, so they like monster of the week type right. thing. And and my favourite was Sram, who was right. like a, a reptile uh, creature. I'll get right. a picture up for you now. Yeah. Um, and he just looked absolutely terrifying. But as soon as he spoke, I'll get that as well. Right. Um, he had like the poshest, <laughs> just feeblest voice ever. It's like who made that? So we got. Horrible teeth, massive forehead. Oh, it's like yeah. a dinosaur type thing. Yeah, he's like a, hor- a sort of gnarled, horrible half man, half dinosaur. And then I can when, see he, being creepy. when he talks. Call your dogs off, Neinstein. Who are you? I am Sram, Lord of Felony. What do you want? You, Neinstein. He's the Lord of Felony. Felony. You don't fuck with him. <laughs> And then they had other ones. There was, uh, I think it was the Spirilla. It was like right. a, it was this this guy. He looks like a horrible okay. gorilla type. I'm not gonna lie, that kind of looks like the same as the last guy with, <laughs> with a, with a platinum blonde wig. I think they just painted him and <laughs> yeah. put a wig on him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was he was pretty terrifying. And then there was another one called Yuri. He was just a teddy bear. Right. But he would like possess minds and stuff. He would just go like smile, a creepy yeah. smile, and look at you. And then ter- that, it was like terrifying. That sounds unsettling. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was. Um, this is kind of like a, a, a similar to sort of Power Rangers format, where you've got <laughs> yeah. you've got your, your core heroes, the you've main, got your evil witch, yeah. villainess. Kind of similar, so what's well, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Power Rangers yeah. might have taken some inspiration, and then <laughs> and then each week they fight like a different monstrous henchman. Yeah. So there you go. Um, and I have to point out another sporting character who was a DJ or someone who used to work with. Uh, Kate Kestrel mm. it was called Stewed Apples <laughs> of course because they just love that gag obviously. yeah 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 apparently I read earlier today that they were going to in series 4 which never happened um, was going to like focus more on Kate Kestrel and Stewed Apples why? Right. Why do you want to focus on him? You get the feeling they're like they pitch that yeah. to, the, to the broadcaster. Yeah. Oh, maybe we should maybe we should wrap up talks yeah. now. <laughs> if that's the way you're going with the storylines. Where is the base of the cursed terror hawks? 
A bass? Um, oh, right, yeah, they've got a bass player, have they? Oh, yeah, right, okay. Let's see now. Um, Terrorhawks, Terrorhawks, Terrorhawks. Um, I know. Are they one of those really, you know, amazing new heavy Asian groups, man, yeah? Um, so, so how long did Terrorhawks actually run then? So it was on from... Because I find a lot of these shows, because we watch them as kids and, you know, to get time when you're a kid seems to go on forever, yeah. whereas the older you get... The quicker time goes. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, shows yeah. that, a lot of these shows only ran for whatever, like well, 12 episodes, and it seems they were on forever. It was three series, 39 episodes. Okay, so that's it, quite It a ran tr- from uh, 83 to 86. Okay, because that's actually quite extensive, because I'm sure something like, like again, I'm just going to check it here, but I'm. Oh, okay, so Captain Scarlet did run for 32 episodes. So, less than Terrorhawks. L- less than Terrorhawks, which but I, th- I think it's fair to say. And Captain Scarlet is, is probably better known oh, yeah, like, than Terrorhawks. Yeah. Oh, Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds again, same, only only thirty two really? thirty two episodes run for two series. You think there'd be at least like hundreds of Thunderbirds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh yeah, and at the end of every episode, this was great. They always had this weird noughts and crosses game. Right. Because they had the Zeroids mm. on the goodies side and then you had the they were just called, I think, the cubes. Right. Side. So this is like a live action knots and crosses. Yeah, well it was just this weird while the credits were rolling. I think in case it was back then nowadays you go Coming up next, <laughs> and they'll squeeze the credits yeah, and yeah, yeah. shut up, keep shouting about what's coming up. Yeah. Um, whereas then they just played the credits, and it was really lovely. Mm. And part of it, they would just have this noughts and crosses game. You didn't know who was going to win. You know, like, sometimes zero is one, sometimes right. the cubes. Kept me entertained. Anyway, <laughs> um, but it is coming. It is back though. It is all Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, again, this is a thing where this is where my knowledge comes in because. Um, <laughs> Terror Hawks, they're doing a, or they've done rather, a, a series of um, audio dramas based mm-hmm. on it. And it's produced by this company, Big Finish Productions, who I know about because I'm a big, big Doctor Who fan. And uh, since, so I guess for about 16 years now, actually, uh, they Big Finish have been doing these Doctor Who audio dramas. And that's how they kind of uh, uh, came to a lot of people's attention. But since then, they've got, you know, uh, a lot of different ranges. They're doing Blake Seven and... and, wow. and uh, uh, and they're doing a, a one based on the prisoner, you know the old, the old yeah. sixty shit prisoner. Oh, no. They're doing that, but like like the good Patrick McGoon one, not like the the shit Jim Jim <laughs> Kavitsa one. Um, <laughs> and, he did that. Yeah, and, and and one of them that they they've just started doing is is Terrorhawks, um, and they've released like a, a box set of of audio dramas, and they've just literally just announced this this week as we record this that they're making a, a second sort of box awesome. set series of episodes. So I I, I I believe some of the actors from the series... Yeah, most of them are the same. Uh, yes, and some are no longer uh, with us, but I think there, there's quite a few who are still... Uh, well, it's good that it's back. I haven't heard any of it yet, unfortunately. I'd love to. Mm. I think the, the, the reason they were, they were able to do it was because, as we say, because maybe it is one of the, the lesser-known properties, so Thunderbirds um, is back on ITV now with this yeah. big CGI revamp, Thunderbirds are go... I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure ITV kind of own, mm. or a subsidiary of ITV, own all the rights to various, just because, you know, at some point they're going to, well, they did a Captain Scarlet revamp in the in the early noughties, yeah. which was again CGI. Apparently, I, I didn't really see much of it. Apparently, it was actually quite good. Oh, okay. It just didn't really do very well. It, they put it on, like, Ministry of Mayhem. Do you remember that? It was like, a, it was, <laughs> for people who don't remember, it was a kind of, uh, early morning entertainment kids show like yeah. along the lines of Live and Kicking yeah. and SMTV Live that kind of thing well I think that's pretty much everything basic I'd want to cover with Terror Wars. I feel like I've been given a yeah a very basic you know beginner's guide yeah. to the show so now, now my appetite's sort of whetted to, yeah. to, 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 to <laughs> delve into the DVDs so you would 
fancy watching it now. Oh, I was always yeah. interested in it. It was just, I was always baffled at how I'd completely <laughs> missed it. But yeah, so it's good to um, yeah have the basics outlined to me before I delve in. Well, we will leave you with, not the whole of it, but there is a 12-inch version, like a remix, that they released a single of right. the theme tune by Richard Harvey. Excellent. Um, so we'll leave you with that. Um, <laughs> but thanks for joining us. Thank you um, very much. We'll be back for next time with, with a new um, thing to cover, which mm-hmm. will be... I will be educating Tom uh, next episode on Thundercats. Yeah, everyone's favourite cartoon apart from mine, apparently. (laughs) Um, So yeah, uh, thanks very much. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye-bye. Stand by for liftoff.